I'm going to start this episode off by copying to my weakness for jargon. I just kind of love it, both the type of word that it is and the word itself. It is my top number one of all time name for a future cat. I really just love it. There's a fun kind of insider feeling that I get when I can understand jargony copy or instructions or conversations. And it can also be genuinely really, really useful having generally understood highly specific industry terms can speed and facilitate conversations within the industry or your social movement or career all over the place. But the flip side to that is that if you don't know all of the jargon or the buzzwords that are in the industry that you're being a part of, then you're going to feel alienated at best and totally turned off and excluded at worst. And it can be really hard to break in and get a sense of what all of these terms mean, especially in a newer industry like podcasting, where there are multiple terms for everything and new ones being added all the time. Just as an example, the phrase, do you do baked in or DIAs for your post hook sponsor reads? is a perfectly sensible question if you spend all of your billable hours in podcast land. But if you don't, or even if you happen to use different terminology, it's confusing. I got hung up on DIAs myself in a call not too long ago. So today, in what I suspect is going to become a regular feature, we are going to talk about some of the more common words and phrases and jargon in the podcasting industry, as well as their aliases. That's what we're doing today on the Business Podcast Blueprint Show. All right, let's get into vocabulary. Grab your pencils and papers. There will be a quiz at the end. I'm just kidding. Of course, I only wish I had that kind of power. But let's talk words. Let's start with host. Now, host is fun and my first choice because it is one word that has two completely and entirely distinct meanings. The two kinds of host that you can hear about are, of course, the host of a show, the main talent, the voice, the person who's asking the questions or delivering the monologues. That is your first kind of podcast host. The second kind of podcast host is the online piece of software or the tool where you upload your finished episodes and it holds them with the show notes and any other assets that are included and then distributes them to the different podcast players like iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. So your host can mean the person who is speaking or basically the home of your finished episodes on the web. It's what produces, for example, the podcast player, the little bit of code that you'll put into a blog post, and it will send the show to the different places on the internet where people can listen to it. The way it does that is by using our second vocabulary word, RSS or RSS feed. Now, what this is, is it is the mechanism by which the host is able to communicate with places like Stitcher or Spotify or iTunes. You submit your RSS feed to one of the podcast players like iTunes, and then the podcast player like Stitcher or Spotify is going to monitor that RSS feed and see when there's something new on it. When you add a new podcast to your host, it updates your RSS feed. And therefore, all of the other podcast players where your podcast is distributed is going to automatically get and pull and display and distribute the new episode. And podcast player is the next one that I want to talk about. This one is a little bit funny as well because it can mean a couple of different things also. So high level podcast player, also known as podcatcher, these are the services and the softwares and the programs and the companies that distribute and play podcasts. So there are tons of them. You've got iTunes, you've got Stitcher, you've got Spotify, you've got iHeartRadio, you've got Google Podcasts, you've got SoundCloud. Anything that you can submit your RSS feed to that is then going to pull and distribute new episodes as you are putting them into the host and as they're being released. Now, that can be called a podcatcher, it can be a podcast player, or a lot of people just refer to them as by their name, Spotify, super popular, Apple Podcasts, super popular. It's generally when you're talking about it, just make sure to clarify that you are talking about, you know, a service that someone can download. Maybe it has an app or maybe it's a website that they go to that is going to 
play probably a whole bunch of different podcasts that someone can listen to on their phone or on their browser if they're of that type. The other type of podcast player is going to be a little embed code for an on-page or browser-based podcast player. If you go to the One Stone Creative page for this podcast episode, you're going to see a podcast player developed by our host, Megaphone, that you can listen to the episode on. And it's got other features like you can subscribe or you can download all of those good things. Most of the different podcast hosts are going to make it possible to get that little bit of code or HTML and have it be playable, just that single episode on a blog post or elsewhere on your website. Podcast players, this type of podcast player, the host generated kind, can also display your whole show. They can go on a main podcast page on your website and it can update again as you add new episodes to your host. It will use the RSS feed to display the new episodes that you are creating. There's tons of different services for that available. Your host might provide them. There are also third-party on-page podcast players that you can use. So to quickly review those, because that's a lot of deeply interrelated words that all have multiple meanings. Your host is both yourself as the main talent of the show and the place on the internet where you upload finished audio, your finished episodes that are distributed via the RSS feed to the different pod catchers, which are companies like Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify and Google Podcasts that are sometimes referred to as podcast players. Now, podcast player can also mean a bit of code, a little widget basically created by the host that you can put on your website to play an episode or your whole show. I hope that is clear as mud. So let's move on and talk sponsor. This is one you're probably a lot more familiar with. Sponsor is someone who pays for some kind of mention on a podcast. There are lots of different ways that companies or individuals or other podcasts can sponsor shows. They might pay a flat rate for a month of host-read ads where the host is going to talk about how awesome the sponsor is and how great they are. They might produce ads more professionally like a podcast intro and make them available on marketplaces where people can register to have their podcast in the pool of podcasts that are going to play that ad. Lots and lots of different ways to arrange sponsorships. But generally, a sponsor is going to be a little bit different from advertising in that there is going to be more of a personal relationship between the company who is sponsoring and the podcast who is sharing the ad. That's not a hard and fast rule, but there is generally a differentiation between a sponsor that's going to get a personalized, custom, heartfelt mention or read or story from the host on the podcast and someone who is producing an ad that literally any podcast could play and they're going to pay on a, you know, per number of downloads impression. Especially if you're newer with the show or if you've got a really highly niched audience, then getting a sponsor can be a great way to help offset some of the costs of your show and a great way to build relationships with the companies that are in your industry. So for the purposes of our vocabulary lesson, a sponsor is a company with whom you have some kind of relationship. It may be personal, it may be a little bit less so, but for whom you are going to be creating a custom ad that you read on the show and maybe providing links or URLs or affiliate links, discount codes that people could use to go and try out the product or service. We'll talk about advertising a little more, but something that is related to advertising that is on our vocabulary list for today is DIA. And this is one that really did catch me a couple of weeks ago when I was talking actually to last week's guest on the show, Alexandra Cole. It was when we were working together on a project for a podcast client. And she came into this meeting and was asking, you know, oh, how are you doing your DIAs? And I'm just like, DIA, that's not a term I've heard before. And I had to ask, what do you mean by that? It means digitally inserted ad. Of course, it was a concept that I was familiar about, but we just called them dynamic ads rather than digitally inserted ads. So DIA or a dynamic ad is one that is 
created and produced in advance. It might be read by the host. It might be produced by a producer. It might be made by the company themselves. But it exists as a standalone piece of audio that is inserted into a podcast by way of the host. So how that might look is uh, I'll use Megaphone as the example, and I think a lot of the other hosts will work the same way. When you upload your episode audio, you have the chance to put in little audio markers, basically. And that little audio marker tells the host, okay, this is a place where I can put in one of these created ads. It inserts them digitally or it inserts them dynamically and they can be changed over time. They're pretty awesome. And so you might hear them referred to either as DIAs or dynamic ads. Another three-letter acronym that starts with a D is D-A-W or DAW. Sometimes if you are you know, checking out the podcast Facebook groups, or if you're talking to producers, they might talk about the DAW that they use, or they might ask, oh, what DAW do you like to have your files presented? What DAW do you record in? DAW is your digital audio workstation. And that's going to be a company like Audacity or GarageBand. If you're going with freeware, it might be something more like Adobe Audition, if you're getting a little higher. And there's tons of different DAWs available. And as the host, especially if you're working with a third-party producer, it's not one that you have to worry about too much. But the DAW is a term that might come up and you should be aware of. Digital audio workstation. One of the things that your producer or yourself, if you are doing your own editing, are going to be working with in your DAW are the levels of your podcast. There's a whole world of highly specific audio terms that I personally am not super, super, super familiar with. But levels are a really good one to have a good understanding of if you are the one who's creating the content, if it's your voice being dealt with. So this definition is not going to be particularly technical, and my producer is probably going to be laughing at my explanation of it. But this is what you need to know as the creator of the content, as the voice that is talking about your levels. So you know when you're talking into your mic and you're talking into your recording platform, whether that's you know Riverside or Squadcast or even Zoom or Audacity or another service or software like that, often you're going to see a little column that is going to change colors and go up and down between green, yellow, and red based on the volume of your voice. So levels are measured in decibels, and there is a ideal range of what you want to be capturing for the best quality finished audio. And when we're talking about levels from a you know podcast audio perspective, you want to kind of capture your audio at the best possible levels that's going to be in the green and maybe going into the yellow zones and avoiding the red zones because that is called coming in too hot. And it makes it really hard to keep all of the tonality and the good sound, the fullness of your voice and also make it listenable to people. So for you and your guests, if you have them, you want to be watching your levels while you're recording and trying to make sure that you are staying in that green to yellow range and not getting up into the red if you can at all avoid it. It can be a little tricky or a little fussy to figure out exactly what inputs you need to change if you want to lower your levels a little bit. But often a way to improve the levels or get a better one that's more consistently in the greens and the yellows rather than the reds is to actually turn down the volume on your computer rather than on your mic. And that is just a little tip we learned. It works especially well in Riverside, which tends to pull in mic audio a little bit hot. A little bit hot means a little bit too high in terms of the audio levels or the volume that's being captured. So keep your levels as much as possible into the greens and yellows. Next, let's talk about the very beginning of podcasts. So the very top of the episode where the first thing that people are going to hear. You've probably heard this in shows where before there's an intro or before there's a greeting from the host or an official start to the show, there is going to be a little clip of audio, maybe pulled from the interview that talks about a particularly interesting idea or is a little statement by the host introducing the high-level concept of the show. 
What we call this is the hook or the sizzle clip or the cold open. I've heard all of these used. I used to call them hooks all the time. I'm starting to like sizzle clip a little bit more as the piece of vocabulary to describe that short, usually less than 30 seconds, piece of audio that is going to open up the show and hopefully get people really intrigued and interested and invested in what's going to happen. So we talked about this in the anatomy of a podcast episode example, which we'll link to in the show notes if you want to check that out. But if you are part of a podcast conversation and someone is talking about the hook, sizzle clip, or cold open, which I think came from Marvel movies, then you'll know they're talking about that little captivating piece of audio that goes right at the very top of the show. Another thing that might come up if you are having conversations about your podcast with others are the cadence or the frequency of your release. So if you have a weekly show that releases every Tuesday, then you are on a weekly cadence and you're releasing with weekly frequency. This one's pretty simple. I only mention it because frequency and cadence are both words that can be used to describe that. And of course, whatever cadence or frequency you choose for your podcast and your business is perfectly fine as long as you are consistent and have the same cadence from week to week. The last piece of vocabulary that I would like to talk about today is the ever popular audiogram. So an audiogram is a piece of audio from your main episode. It could be an interview, it could be a monologue, usually a minute or less long so that it works on all of the different social media platforms. There are hard limits on what you can upload for some of them. And it's going to be a you know standalone quotation, a really great question and answer, a particularly interesting story or anecdote, something that is roughly a minute or less in length. And then what happens with that piece of audio, that little clip, is it is copied out of the main body of the episode. And then a program like Headliner or one of the Adobe programs or any other kind of video maker takes that audio and you can pair it with an image, maybe your podcast cover art or a graphic that you have made specifically to go with it, like the title of the episode. And it adds an animated wave sound that goes up and down or otherwise changes its shape and is animated based on the sound and the tonality of the voice. Sometimes they have captions. If you can manage captions, it's highly recommended because not everyone keeps audio on, like on their social media feeds when they're scrolling along. I know I don't. And they can take be a little bit of work to put together, but they are a really nice thing to share on social media with the ultimate aim of getting more people to listen to your full episode. But they're also really, really nice to provide to your guests, especially if the audiogram that you've created is your guest saying something fabulously brilliant. It's really nice to share that with them and give that to them to share with their own audience. So like with everything else in podcasting, your mileage may vary with how well these perform for you in terms of engagement or sharing, but it is nice to have a little multimedia associated with your show on your social platforms. And it's also really nice to collect those great moments. They're great for resharing later, especially as you know, time has gone on and the episode is further in the past. It's a nice way to bring back and reopen the conversation that you started with that episode. So 10 words seems like a pretty good start. I think we snuck maybe a couple of extra ones in there because more vocabulary always comes up as you use it. But let me know if there are other podcasting terms that you're curious about, and we will run them on another episode. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a volume two or an addition two of these podcast lexicon episodes. And while I've got you here, just a really quick announcement. If you are planning to be at PodFest in Orlando at the end of May, we should meet up. I'm going to be delivering a talk at PodFest on podcast metrics that matter. And a significant portion of the One Stone Creative team is going to be hanging out at a booth in the expo hall. Please drop by and say hello. We would absolutely love to see you. (music) 
notes. As always, the Business Podcast Blueprint is hosted by me, Megan Doherty, the co-founder of One Stone Creative, and it's created in collaboration with Audra Casino, our chief creative officer. The show is produced by Erwin Galino and Jensen Galino. It's managed by Darla Fields, and the show notes and assets are written by Hazel Ann LaFortune. We'll be back next week for a fascinating, really, really interesting conversation with Olivia Cook, all about optimizing our time and workflows, possibly in ways that you are not expecting. I'll see you then.